This is the High School Football America podcast for May the 17th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and great customer service, plus different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's cheaper than Huddle's sideline with better reliability. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk-free. If you make the switch now, and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll into 2021. No risk. You can't beat that, but you got to get it done by June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Heading to my state, and I say this whenever I get to do a, uh, a podcast from Pennsylvania. You know, you can take the boy out of Pennsylvania, but you can't take Pennsylvania out of the boy. And I'm very, very proud of three guys that are on the line with me that are going to join me here in a second uh, for something that they did uh, that, that made me I had a big smile on my face when they decided, well, we're all waiting for football. Will there be a 2020? Won't there be a 2020? We don't know yet. They decided to do a tournament for the, uh, the best helmet in the state of Pennsylvania. And I've got uh, uh, Chris, Matt, and Ian on the line here, and they've all had a big role in this. Uh, uh, Chris and I have uh, known each other, I think, for a couple of years uh, before uh, we the, the helmet project came along. He's the guy that uh, voluntarily just called me up. I think he actually tweeted me and said, hey, do you mind if I uh, uh, do some helmets for your website? And he was gracious enough to do that. I asked him, what can I do for him? He said, nope, I'm just here to promote high school football. And we're going to start with him in a second here. But uh, first off, guys, let's get all of your voices in here. Welcome to the show and congratulations on the Pennsylvania High School Football Helmet Tournament. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, we got everybody well, thank there. Thank you very you, much. Yeah, happy, okay. <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks for having us. You know, te- technically, Chris, you there too? Got to make sure. Yes, Chris. This is Chris, and I appreciate you having me on. Okay, great. Well, I, I just want to make sure uh, the, the the technology bugs didn't get in here. We're going to have some fun, and we're going to, uh, uh, as we walk through this, folks. Uh, you know, I've done two, uh, you know, other interviews at a time, but I've never done three, so we're going to try and get, keep it straight for you. But uh, I'm going to start with Chris, just because you know um, this is my way of thanking you, uh, Chris, by putting you in the first place for what you've done for High School Football America with the helmets, and 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 that's where we're going to start this, which is uh, I, I know you love high school football but what gave you the crazy idea to start designing helmets for every PIAA team in the Keystone State so that question gets asked a lot of me and I and I believe the answer was uh, you had spoken of Dave Micah before about uh, his website and I started just kind of tinkering with them and decided that I could do some of the district 11 schools because you know that's kind of where Dave is centered and then I realized these aren't that difficult to do if I can get a good shot. And it just led to saying, okay, I'm the type of person that says, well, if I'm going to get helmets, I'm going to get them all. <laughs> and you've done that. And you do a great job with them, by the way. So uh, let's let's slide uh, Matt in here. Uh, Pennsylvania football history. Um, you, you, how did you connect with, with – uh, Chris, and, and, and then we're going to kind of morph it, take me to the journey of how does it become a, an idea that you're going to have a, a helmet tournament? Sure. Um, I had had some interactions with Chris uh, via Twitter, uh, probably nothing substantial, but um, I had known who he was. I had seen all the great stuff he had put out. Um, 
but I didn't really get to know him and work with him closely until this whole idea kind of took shape. Um, it was the end of March and I just had this idea. I was exhausted of not having anything to watch on TV. You know, I'm a history guy, but I can only watch, you know, the, I can only watch Super Bowl 47 so many times on repeat. Um, so I wanted to do something new and something different. Um, and obviously Pennsylvania focus. So what I thought to do was an idea, um, just run a tournament of the best helmets in Pennsylvania. And initially I thought, you know, maybe we'll find 30 or 40 of them, um, the, the iconic programs, the famous helmets, and we'll just do that. Um, so I actually had messaged Ian um, and said, how feasible is this? And this was like, I don't know, 11, 1130 at night. It was kind of one of those thoughts like, hey, let's just see. <laughs> because if I just ask one person and he says it's ridiculous, then I've only looked stupid in front of one person and not a lot. <laughs> um, so that was kind of my line of thinking. And he said, you know, thankfully, he thought it sounded like a doable thing and a good idea. Um, and then he also said, why don't you get Chris involved, um, which was an awesome idea as well. So the next morning, um, I reached out to Chris, and away we went. There you go. 563 teams, all the PIAA teams. Chris do all, does all the helmets. Matt has a crazy idea before he hits the hay. Uh, by the way, I make fun of myself every day for crazy ideas that I put out here on the air. And now we go to the western part of the state. And that's what we should point it out. It's kind of a perfect little marriage here because you got Chris in the east. you got... Matt in the in the center of the state, and then we go to Ian. So uh, you get the call, Ian. Uh, I don't know if it was that late at night, but uh, you said it was doable. But what went through your head when Matt proposed this to you? So I love brackets and tournaments and all that kind of stuff. In addition to enjoying high school football, um, I also really enjoy like NCAA tournament bracketology. Not like waiting till the bracket comes out, but actually kind of doing the Joe Lenardi thing and like figuring out who's going to make the tournament. So I love making brackets and all that kind of stuff. So when I got reached out to, I was like, I can do this. I started a Google <laughs> sheet that night. I was probably up until like 1.30 in the morning trying to figure out, you know, how we could could bracket it all out. And, uh, you know, the, the other guys, when I said we should get Chris involved, I'd kind of worked with Chris a little bit before I've been writing about Whitfield football. So Western Pennsylvania football specifically for probably seven or eight years. And, um, a couple of years ago, I started using helmet graphics, um, in my like games of the week posts. And I made a, a Whitfield standings page that I used helmet graphics in. So I've kind of worked with Chris before that he's provided me the latest and greatest, you know, Western Pennsylvania helmet graphics. So I could have the most up-to-date things things in, in my posts uh, right for and um so i knew about chris's work and how great it was so when i suggested getting him involved it was uh kind of just a, a perfect marriage of you know i started making the and then uh, matt filled it in and then chris kind of came in with the, the graphics to make it all look good once once we launched it on twitter I love it. A perfect uh, perfect team there, as I said. Uh, they had the whole state covered. And uh, let's move back to uh, to Chris. And, folks, if you're just tuning in right now, we're talking about uh, what I believe is the original uh, helmet tournament. Uh, a lot of them are going on out there. We're going to talk about the national tournament in a little bit. But uh, moving moving back to Chris, the, uh, the, the the geek with the helmets. We're going to, let's see, we're going to call Ian the geek with the brackets. Hey, hey, Matt, before we get Chris's question here, what what, what are you a geek about? Anything? Well, I mean, Pennsylvania football history is, is something that's easy to get geeky about. Um, I don't even bring ideas up to my wife very often because she makes fun of me. Um, <laughs> but I, I would definitely say that I, uh, I'm very geeky about that topic, yeah. 
Well, my co-founder and wife, Trish Hoffman, will tell you how, um, how geeky I am when, when you get crazy enough to say, hey, why don't we try and start a national media company when you've already got uh, people out there named uh, USA Today and Max Preps. But anyway, back to uh, Chris. So now, now you've got these guys in the central and the western part of the state digging up on your helmets there. How how's that make you feel? And then what's the, the first worry you have? Any, any worries about your helmets? Can they stand up to the test of a statewide bracket? <laughs> yeah, actually, I I had discussed this via Twitter with Matt. Um, I was a little uh, skeptical at first because few people that would come on and say that's not a true representation of my helmet, or they changed helmet midstream. So my first worry was I want to get an updated version of the helmet, which means scouring the web to see what it looks like. And so when I looked at it, I said, I think most of these are the current 2019-2020 version. And to be honest with you, we maybe had five that were off. They changed colors or did something different. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't please everybody. So, Matt, what was once you finally had the uh, three-headed monster built here, what was your biggest fear about the, the Pennsylvania high school football helmet tournament? My biggest fear was that we would release these tournaments and we would end up getting such a little, such a low vote turnout mm-hmm. that it would look ridiculous. And, you know, I don't have a massive follower base or whatever, or at least at that time I didn't have very many at all. But so I wasn't worried about that, but I don't like putting things out that end up flopping like anybody else would. Um, I was worried that we would get into the situation where we would have three helmets and they would all have four votes apiece. And then how do we break <laughs> that tiny pathetic tie? Um, so I knew people were interested in it and I thought that from the beginning that this was, you know, for as many things that this time in in our world is bad for, I thought this was maybe an opportune time to do this just so people could enjoy competing in some way. Um, so I knew the interest was probably there, but I was worried that it just, that this idea that I thought was a good one would just totally flop and, and, you know, everybody would waste time and we'd waste Chris's efforts and Ian's efforts and it would just, you know, go belly up. Yeah, no, and I get, I, I get the fear of that putting stuff out there. We've done that a lot and the stuff that you don't think's going anywhere goes the highest and the stuff that you think's the most intelligent idea doesn't go anywhere at all and you can talk to Chris about my attempt to set a world record at uh, most number of high school uh, football coaches on a Zoom call and we got Zoom bombed before that was a, a, a thing, but let's move out west now to Ian. So, so here you have uh, I'm not going to ask you the same question I'm going to ask you about the building of the Bracket. So you're there geeking until three in the morning trying to put this all together. Uh, what were the what, what was the biggest thing for you? Like, how did you put the bracket together? How did you figure out who was going against who, etc.? Right. So I wanted to try and make sure that the bracket was somewhat equitable, but also somehow relayed sort of the layout of Pennsylvania high school football. So there's six classifications. One of my thoughts is do we do it by classification across the state and kind of have six class champions? Um, But that just seemed a little bit too unwieldy because there was somewhere around 95 teams per classification. So what I decided to do was Pennsylvania also has 12 districts um, and on a a functional level that compete every year. And then the district champions are the ones that are entered into the state tournament to actually, you know, win state championships. So I sort of kept that framework and organized the tournament into district 
tournaments for each one. And then sort of working within the, the limitations of Twitter polls that you can only have up to four choices per poll mm-hmm. just to kind of limit the number of polls we had to put out there. I know some other states have done just head-to-head matchups, but because, for instance, the Whippeal in Western Pennsylvania has 120 teams, um, that was a little bit unwieldy to do head-to-head matchups at the beginning. So we actually set up matchups of either three teams or four teams head-to-head in the first few rounds and then kind of worked our way down to having 12 district champions, and then those district champions competed for the state title. Uh, just out of an 11:30 thought in somebody's mind, we get to this point, which is incredible. I've got uh, three gentlemen on the line uh, tonight on the High School Football America podcast. We've got uh, Chris from the eastern part of the state. He's been doing helmets for us at High School Football America for uh, a couple of years now. He's associated with my good friend Dave Micah at EasternPAFootball.com. We've got Matt in the uh, middle part of the state. He uh, is part of uh, Pennsylvania football history. We'll get a little bit on that before we get out of here, and then we've got uh, Ian, who is the the uh, the 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 Google uh, what, what is that Google she what, what what was it just so I don't get that wrong there if I'm calling you a geek I got to get get it right you're a bracket geek through Google or something go ahead what is it Ian yeah I mean you, you can just call me a spreadsheet geek if you want uh, to that's okay. totally fine I use. I used Google Sheets to set it up just because it was easier to share amongst all of us than like one Excel document because then we could all, you know, go in and edit at the same time. And, you know, once we kind of had the framework of the bracket built, we were able to just, you know, randomize teams and plug them in and um, away we went once we had the matchup set. Yeah. And, and, and Chris, uh, as, the, as the helmet geek there, uh, what, what, what went through your mind when you saw that this thing was actually going to happen? And, and I know you said you were worried about the helmets themselves, but I mean, what, what kind of smile did you have on your face at that point? Well, actually, after the first couple polls, I felt just a big sigh of relief. We started to get um, uh, more votes per for, for schools that were really small, actually. And then the other thing was I was worried that because the numbers would be so small, it would turn off the other voters, and that, it didn't happen. So actually, it, it was a very good thing. And, uh, and I talked to Matt a couple times about you know, just one way you could gauge what was going on was the number of followers you had since we were doing it via Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I watched Matt go from like 2,000. I think he's up over 3,000 now. Look at that. You're now somebody, Matt. Uh, so so you, so, so obviously your, your worst worries of, uh, you know, you're not going to get any votes, that, that went away pretty quickly. But, but let's face it, uh, social media is not necessarily the most friendly place in the world. Uh, any crap start rolling your way? Is, uh, has the votes started rolling in? Any, any funny stories to honest. tell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. That was it. it <laughs> Outside of the fact that this whole thing has just blown up and gotten gone national with all the other states involved now, um, my biggest um, you know pleasant surprise was the fact that we didn't get a lot of that. Um, we got a couple. Um, didn't include the non-PIAA schools in Pennsylvania, which is uh, about ten schools, maybe a little less than that, so a negligible amount. And most of those schools, um, you know, are prep schools and things like that. So we didn't include them and. I remember getting one uh, comment about that, saying that all those schools would win anyway, and whatever. It was it was kind of a weak weak take, you know. But um, you know, not a whole lot. We had a lot of people really engage That's in it, really take 
um, take off with it and didn't get a whole lot of negative reaction overall. I know. I, I love that. And, you know, we don't get a whole lot either. And that's what blocking and muting is for. Anyway, we're talking with uh, with Chris, with Matt and with Ian, uh, three guys from Pennsylvania who created the uh, Pennsylvania High School Helmet Challenges Tournament. They uh, they got down to uh, the winner that we're going to tell you about here in a little little uh, minute or two. But uh, back out to Ian in the western part of the state. This is going to be um, talking about kind of state pride. I, I know that uh, even though I'm in Atlanta right now, I keep tabs on the Lehigh Valley teams. I am uh, Pennsylvania proud, uh, but uh, also very Lehigh Valley centric. So let's let's talk about competitive nature between the three of you. Did uh, did you have a, a favorite out there? You, were, you know, we know Western PA is good football. I mean that that goes without saying. But come on, Ian. Hey, did, were you a little kind of rooting there for the the good old hometown teams? So I'll say one of one of my concerns actually when we started this was that you know obviously the schools have different sizes different Twitter followings that the the big schools were just going to dominate this bracket right that we put it mm-hmm. out there and that we get a bunch of big schools with relatively bland helmet designs kind of make their way to the finals just because they have a lot more students they have a lot more followers things sure. like I was really kind of pulling for some of the smaller schools that I thought had some better designs um, and, and really hoping that those schools would go far and do well. Um, I'll say that I was kind of a terrible predictor about who would actually win, though, because I think maybe a third of the ones I actually voted for won. Um, but it was it was really interesting to see how folks from other parts of the state would kind of jump into you know the polls for different districts. And then the ones that actually had the better designs kind of got upvoted and, and were able to progress. Um, and to kind of answer one of your other questions, too, about the, the feedback we got, one of the things I saw quite a bit was in western Pennsylvania, the, the one that won the Whippeal side was Albert Gallatin. Mm-hmm. And last year they moved to playing an independent schedule out of a, a formal Whippeal schedule. So we got a lot of feedback about, like, well, why are they even in the Whippeal tournament? They're not playing a Whippeal schedule anymore. It's like, look, the state still defines them as a Whippeal team. They're just playing an independent schedule. So, um, you know, we had to do a bit of explaining on that front, but that was really the only negative feedback I heard, Uh, but they had a fantastic design. So one of the things I'm really interested in seeing moving forward is if some of the schools that did well in the tournament actually keep their helmet designs and then if other ones decide to kind of change their helmet designs, because a lot of coaches were tagged, a lot of coaches retweeted things. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if this has any impact on helmet design statewide moving forward. Yeah, let's face it. Kids these days, they need style. So they're looking for the, the, the best uni out there, especially the helmet. Back to uh, back to Chris. Uh, you're, you're the guy behind all this, putting all this together, all the designs. You had to have a favorite or at least a thought of the top four or five. How'd that work out in your brain, huh? <laughs> okay, yeah. So actually, just, I'm going to be up in front and honest. Because I design them and I worry about my bias showing because I didn't put enough work into design, I did not vote at all. However, many coaches have sent me their designs via Twitter or via email. And I was kind of rooting for uh, just recently the Minersville, small town in Battling Miners, Battling Miners. I love them. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they, he sent me a new design. They went from this shovel design to this old time miner and I kind of like that because part of a decal and part of a logo is to tell the history of the school in some respects so that was kind of my favorite in the east in terms of I just don't want to see I had the same worry that Ian you know State College is an S in the center of the state and Woodland Hills is the wing style helmet those are all great but 
to me, they don't really tell a story. So that's kind of how I look at approaching the helmet. And my favorites were ones that told stories. I've got a Minersville, a Batlin Miners hat right next to me right now as I talk to you guys. Let's uh, go to the center of the state here and cut to the chase. Uh, uh, all the fears are now alive. You're you're in in the championship, so let's tell the the, the listeners around the the nation. Give a yeah, I know it's hard. Five hundred sixty three teams and all that went on, but uh, give us a highlight of how the tournament went and who won it. The highlight um, of the tournament really, to me, from my perspective, was who won it um, because our, our state champion ended up being Connemont Township, which is a very, very small school outside of Johnstown. Um, it's a single-A school. They graduate, you know, I looked it up, they graduate 70, 75-ish kids a year. Um, so it's a very small school. Um, they came out with a, a helmet design that because I wasn't really familiar with other helmet designs, I hadn't really seen before. Um, now that we're seeing other states' results, there are a few others, but they have the full headdress. Um, they're the Connemont Township Indian Indians. They have the full-length feathers down or feathers down their uh, down their helmet. So it was a really unique look for Pennsylvania. Um, and the story uh, for me that really made this really rewarding was seeing all these voters from maybe Scranton or the Lehigh Valley or Erie or or Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. You know, even though Connemont Township's not really far from Pittsburgh, it's so small that just because you're not from far away, you might not know about it. Um, seeing all these other voters really rally behind it. I had people, you know, every time I put up Connemont Township um, in a poll, I had people responding, they're going to win, you know, by, by 30% in this poll. Nobody has a chance against Connemont Township. And it kind of became this uh, unstoppable force throughout the <laughs> tournament. Um, and they, they didn't, I don't think anybody until the finals got within about 20% of them. Um, so it was this, this small school that people from across the state might not be overly familiar with or might not know exists at all and really kind of um, got this, this big bandwagon following that was really cool. So there were other schools too, um, District 9 in particular. Um, District 9 is, you know, largely uh, a district that in the football landscape of, of Pennsylvania gets overlooked. Um, they don't have a ton of history or tradition on the state level at that, at that district, um, in North Central PA. But District 9 had a really strong field of helmets. And it was cool seeing, again, these people from across the state saying, wow, you know, St. Mary's has an awesome design. Cameron County has a great design. Um, Bradford, all these other schools really, really getting behind these schools that were far away from them and um, just just advanced on the merit of their design. Yeah, and and Connemont Township. I mean, it, it's it's what what's high school football? The fabric of many communities, large or small, doesn't matter. That's that's the beauty of them winning it. So let's uh, let's swing out to uh, the the western part of the state. Uh, Ian, your your favorite uh, moment in the tournament. I think it was seeing Connemont Township go so far um, just because of school they were and the, the rallying they got statewide. And it was really interesting because the, the school they faced in the finals, Marple Newton, um, they had a really, really active Twitter following and they had a really tight semifinal matchup um, and really, you know, got out the vote really strong. They were pushing on the retweets. They were, you know, tagging other people to come vote. Um, so they were, they were kind of a force to be reckoned with in the just general, how well they promoted themselves on social media. So it was kind of the, the, the final was almost a confluence of two different um, styles of voting. One kind of had the general statewide appeal that everyone that saw the helmet loved it. And the other one was a fairly large district near Philadelphia, but they did a really good job of social media promoting the poll. So um, it was really cool just to see it all come together in the end. 
I mean, objectively, I think Connemont Township had the better helmet. Um, so I'm really happy that they won. Um, just seeing, you know, not only the small school win, but also the, the better design win, because that was kind of our hope when we started it, that we would actually, you know, get votes based on design and not just based on population. Well, you guys sound like you're in some sort of, uh, I'm trying to, there's uh, something, a uh, project runway or something, right? Well, that helmet had a better design than blah, blah, blah. And then that probably puts a smile on Chris's face. Uh, Chris, um, your, your big moment of the, of the tournament. Oh, my, my big moment was um, the crowning of the champion to be relieved and to see that I believe, and Matt can confirm, I think, you know, 80,000 or greater votes. And then knowing that that school at that, at that point we had, there was talk of a national tournament to know that they were going to represent the state of Pennsylvania and along the way, uh, one of the web, uh, one of the Twitter handlers designed a championship helmet for them, and they delivered it to the school. So that was kind of my That's cool. big moment. Oh, I love that. That's very cool. And I was going to ask uh, Matt that how many votes you had. So that kind of got out of there. And, and folks, if you're tuning in right now and you think you missed something on the sports pages that there was a, a football tournament someplace. That didn't happen. We're also not looking back to 1973. What these three guys are talking about is the Pennsylvania High School Football Helmet Tournament that they uh, they created and dreamed up and uh, is now uh, morphed into, um, like, like Chris said, they're a national tournament. I think that's a good jumping off point here as we, we come toward the end of this, guys. Let's let's throw this at Matt. So, okay, Pennsylvania does it right, does it first. 563 teams, that's a lot to, to go head-to-head and, and crown a champion. So how do we get to a national tournament other than people are starved for some high school football right now, no matter how it's played? Well, I think that's the impetus for all this happening, right? We all need something to compete um, over and we also need something sports wise to kind of fill up our days. Um, but yeah, I got a message from a guy named Trevor Arnold, who's a head coach, um, out in Iowa. Um, he messaged me and said that he was running one in Iowa as well. Um, he also had, um, guys who were running tournaments in Illinois, Missouri, Nebraska, a couple other States. Um, and he said, let's all get together and let's see if we can get some other States on board. And once that, um, once we have state champions from all those states, we'll put together a big national tournament. So there is a Twitter account out there. It's High School Helmet Tourney, um, if you look it up. Um, and that's where the national tournament will be held. So initially, whenever I got his e- his message, I thought, well, you know, that's cool. We'll probably get eight states, and, and we'll get to say, you know, I was I actually almost messaged him, hey, should we, instead of say a national tournament, should we say like a multi-state or something? Because I didn't think there was any way we would get mm-hmm. um, the number of states we have. Right now we're at 40 or 42 of the states, um, and it's been difficult. So if you have listeners from Oklahoma, Alabama, South Carolina, they're the ones that we're really working on and we haven't gotten anything from. Um, but, you know, we've gotten, you know, over 80% of the states involved. Um, every state's doing it kind of their own way, which I like. I am very comfortable and confident in the fact that we ran it the best way for Pennsylvania. Um, But not every state has a Chris who has all those designs. So other states have to do it different ways to make sense for them. 
Yeah, Chris uh, has done a monumental job there, and uh, again, uh, the reason I, I had Chris first is he, I keep got to I got to keep giving him the kudos. He's the guy that's been uh, giving uh, high school football America the helmets, uh, not only from Pennsylvania but from across the country. He does a great job, and uh, I just really you know want to thank him for that. Uh, guys, let's uh, let's go out to Ian. Um, did the, uh, the the spreadsheet master get involved uh, on the national level too? I mean, that must have really geeked you up, huh? Um, so I basically offered help if anyone wanted help kind of bracketing their stuff, but, um, I haven't gotten involved yet on the national tournament, but if anyone needs any help with bracket things, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm on Twitter at the Steelers and at it's so happy to help anyone with any that you may have. And we will put out everybody's handle, by the way, in the story that will be on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, so you can go check it out there to, to follow these guys. So, um, Chris, you know, okay, you, you, you like doing helmets. Uh, you love doing helmets. You're a freak about doing helmets, right? You got all of those things. And, and, and you know, it, it's all said and done. Uh, okay, Pennsylvania's got a champion. What goes through your mind when you hear that there's going to be a national tournament? Uh, my going through my mind was this was great for high school football. I'm a big promoter of high school football. There are cuts across the country with numbers. There are, uh, you know, uniform challenges for the schools. You know, I looked at the Philadelphia area. They don't get equipment. I looked at some of the smaller districts. So to me, it was, this is a chance to promote high school football while we're down and away from the sport and away from sports in general. And I, I truly believe that that's the way you do it is you promote the sport and you get people interested. And there's not a better communication vehicle than decals because, as I said earlier, it tells a story. Yeah, no, very well, very well said. These three guys have uh, gotten uh, the entire high school football community jacked up as there is a national tournament going on now to decide who is the uh, the, the favorite as far as uh, the best helmet in America. It should be interesting to see how that all works. And uh, before we go away, Matt, I'm going to give you the, the final say here, not because you rank a little bit above these guys, but because you, uh, you're you doing something that I enjoy, and I've checked your site out, and it's you know, Pennsylvania, you know, football history tell me a little bit about that so the listeners can check it out and uh, especially the Keystone State fans who uh, we know how uh, much we love our high school football right and and just before I get to that I do want to thank Ian and Chris I mean they had every bit as big of a role as I did we also got some great uh, involvement nationally I know uh, Jeff your account retweeted a ton of things we also got some involvement from Phil Hecken of the UniWatch account um, and, and some other people out there so that's what I wanted to say first. Um, as far as my site goes, uh, you know, I'm somebody who I went to college. I got a dual major in journalism and history. Um, I don't work in either of those fields now. I work <laughs> in a completely different field. Uh, but, you know, as somebody who I guess has those degrees, it maybe not, maybe isn't so surprising that this is a passion of mine. Um, I started this years ago, um, not the not the statewide account or the statewide site, um, but I started it years ago for my alma mater, kind of putting some stuff together. Uh, helping them with filling out their record books and things like that. Um, and then I thought, you know, hey, kind of similar thought process of the helmet tournament. You know, if I can do this for one, let's try to do everything. And so I spent the last couple of years um, doing some research and that, that type of thing. I'm very much a 
have five pots on the stove type mm-hmm. person. Um, so when I say that, I'm not sitting down and, and chewing out an article on one certain thing and then moving on. So I don't publish as often as I would like. You know, real world uh, demands also play into that, oh, of yeah. course. But um, I, I spend basically all of my dead time, my downtime, um, working on this stuff. I just have a passion for high school football in Pennsylvania. I'm a native, um, you know, and it's always been something that's been important to me. Um, so it, everything I do, it's not about, Hey, you know, look what he did. It's, Hey, there's a story out there that needs to be uncovered. I have, you know, through Twitter, I've met some awesome historians. Shane Schaefer's one of them, who's actually a Minersville guy. Um, who's a guy who knows everything about the history of Schuylkill County football, which is a really narrow niche, but mm-hmm. it's awesome because there's so many stories and so many players and games and coaches and everything else that it's all out there. It just, we just need some people out there digging it up because it's really good stuff. Um, so that's kind of what I hope to do in the future is continue to kind of grow that network and have more of those, you know, local on the ground um, amateur historian type people to continue to find that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a blast. Um, I wouldn't spend so much of my time on it if I didn't <laughs> enjoy it. Um, and I honestly, if there were six people reading or however many, I'd, I'd still do it. So well, it's just, it's just a hobby I, I really love doing. I understand. My wife tells me high school football America is a very expensive hobby. Anyway, and that's <laughs> a joke. I, I agree with her on that. Uh, uh, well, you forgot one thing. Tell the people your website address. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at self-promotion and marketing, if you couldn't tell that uh, already. Um, it's just PAFBhistory.com. So um, PAFBhistory.com. Um, really on there, and, and now that the, tor- the helmet tournament stuff is up and going, and I'm really thankful we had the chance to do that. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the people who have found me on Twitter think that all I do is helmets, and that's not really true. Um, really what I try to do is – um, do a lot more narrative stuff. So I have some narrative stuff in there about some, maybe some forgotten high school players, and I'm going to add a lot more to it as we get going um, through the summer and everything. So um, at, it's uh, www.pafbhistory.com. All right, cool. Very good job. Wrapping up with some quick ones here because we're up against a little bit of a time crunch, guys. So going to Ian, so we're going to do Ian, we're going to do Chris, and then we're going to do Matt. I'm going to get you all ready here for this question. It's real easy. So we're in a national tournament. Uh, we got some hometown pride here, or do you guys have somebody you think may walk away with the 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 helmet championship 2020 national go to ian first oh boy there's some really good designs nationwide and it's it's really hard to say because once you get into a nationwide twitter poll um you know states states may rally around their champion where you have you know california new york or bigger states or you may have you know a small school with a really good design take it all too so you, you really never know what's going to happen um, once you start putting things out there on twitter especially once you get you know nationwide sharing involved well you, you, that means you're going to root for pennsylvania probably chris who are you rooting for oh, you, absolutely. you got a favorite uh, i would say and, and i'm and i've done drawn a lot of them but some of the national ones that have garnered attention are the fisher bunnies i'm sure Maybe aware of that one. I've never uh, heard of it. What, what's a Fisher? Oh, that's my last name. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> and then there is a uh, school in uh, Louisiana, uh, Loyola Prep, which got permission from Charles Schultz to use the Snoopy. He kind of had a rallying cry in Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of sentimental favorites. Um, 
if I had to say which state actually had the best helmets, uh, and I'm a Pennsylvania guy, Pennsylvania's right up there, and I would say Montana has quite a few good designs, Louisiana, and, of course, Texas, because they are just so huge. Yeah, no, a, a good. You, all, so far, both of you had good uh, politically correct answers. Matt, do you have one of those as well? Who do you like going into the uh, the national tournament? Maybe Pennsylvania, probably a favorite. But who else? Anybody? Well, you know, just just in full disclosure, I did not vote as well um, in our Pennsylvania tournament. Now that that's over and we have one representative, I'm Connemont Township all the way. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do everything I can to do whatever we can to get them to move forward in the national tournament. Um, Chris brought up Louisiana. Um, the Snoopy design of Loyola Prep is awesome. Um, another favorite I have in that same state, um, St. Edmund, Louisiana, has they're the Blue Jays, and it's just a Blue Jay with boxing gloves on. And my followers, I think, are tired of me tweeting about the, the bird with boxing gloves, but I think it's awesome. Um, early in the tournament, my, my uh, heart was broken by two helmets, um, Canton, Illinois, uh, which was little the Little Giants, which uses the old Purdue logo, um, but it looks cool on their helmet. And also, uh, there's a really small eight-man school in northern Wisconsin called Phillips, and Phillips was the loggers. And it's the, it was kind of Wisconsin's version of Connemaw Township, except they didn't win their state. So there have been a couple that you know haven't made it. Um, but nationally, there's a couple really good state champions out there, uh, the Fisher Bunnies, um, their helmet is just so unique and, you know, it, it's one of those helmets that I think a lot of people are going to love. It might not be for everyone, um, but it's so unique and so creative that it, for my money, they're probably the favorite right now, but I'm, I'm totally back in Conmar Township the whole way. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I got one more question. This is just for Chris. Cause you're the, you're, you're the football helmet geek, the decal geek. Since you already said Fisher, I'm going to take you back to Indiana. What's the mascot for Frankfurt, Indiana? Uh, I wish they would use it on their helmet, the hot dogs. <laughs> however, however, they chose not to use it, and so I, I often do mock-up designs trying to encourage people to change to their, for example, there are many cavemen. I'm fascinated by the caveman logo, but most schools don't use that. The same with the Frankfurt. I wish they'd use the hot dog. They use the, if I remember correctly, because I was there to snap some pictures for Stadium Project, I believe it's a dachshund, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Do they use the That's dachshund? Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the dog, but just the, the name hot dogs, it just brings up and I, they don't use, they don't even use the mascot. So I get disappointed when I see great schools with great mascots not using them. Well, see, guys, I, I was calling you geeks every so often here and there. Just obviously uh, all, all fun and tongue in cheek for that. But I'm a geek too. I go around and take pictures of high school football stadiums, and I knew that it was the Frankfurt Hot Dogs. And uh, I have to say one other thing for the listeners out there: I've never had three other voices or four total uh, ever on a podcast, and I, I, I threatened all three of these guys before we went into it right guys did i threaten all of you go ahead say yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say it yeah i threatened them not yeah. to talk they did a hell of a job guys you did a great job and uh, more importantly you did a great job on this tournament uh thank you for giving high school football fans across the country something fun to fill the the time while there's no spring ball or summer workouts or whatever but uh we really appreciate it great job and um Keep up the good work. I can't wait to see what you come up with and uh, for your next idea at eleven thirty. There, Matt. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this <laughs> one was pretty good. I might just stop while I'm ahead. 
Thanks, guys. Take care. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability, faster speed than huddle sideline, plus GameStrat has outstanding customer service, along with different plans priced right for every budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's cheaper than huddle sideline, plus GameStrat is making it risk-free. If you make the switch now and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll into 2021, no risk, and you can't beat that. But you do have to act by June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher.